I'm Not a Gentleman is a production of ChaseAndRider.com. So he goes, I'm sorry that I asked you about your precious tie. So at that point, I'm like, hey, yo, why is this guy coming at me like this? Now he's calling the tie my precious tie. I was like, no, it's not about it being a precious tie. It's just that I like the tie and I don't want to sell it for $200. So that was the end of that. So I'm thinking it's over. A week later, I get another message from him. He goes, so how much do you want for the tie? I was like, I've never really thought about it because I never really thought about selling it. He goes, what if I give you $1,000 for the tie? Yo, what up? Welcome to I'm Not a Gentleman, the show designed to help you look stylish without following trends. I'm your host, Vladimir Riche from ChaseAndRider.com and your favorite menswear YouTuber's favorite menswear YouTuber. I've helped dozens of clients and hundreds of students and viewers feel more confident by looking their best and always making a great first impression. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about something that um, I don't usually get a chance to speak about because usually when I'm talking about menswear, I'm always singing menswear praises as I should because it's a wonderful thing. But it's not always all good, man. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to do an episode on certain things that I don't like about being a menswear enthusiast. So this is what this episode is about. I'm going to tell you five reasons why I love being a menswear enthusiast, but I'm also going to tell you five reasons why I hate being a menswear enthusiast. So you're definitely in for a treat. Intro. Back in that, back in that bag again. Whoa, whoa. So we're going to start first with the thing that I love about being a menswear enthusiast. So the first thing that I love about being a menswear enthusiast is your confidence just goes through the roof. There's something about knowing how to dress and wearing a nice suit that makes you feel almost invincible. I've heard some refer to it as wearing a suit of armor when you're wearing a nice fitting suit. And I feel the same way. It's crazy because it's just a piece of clothing, but it makes you feel so good about yourself We all heard the old saying, when you look good, you feel good. And it's not an exaggeration. When I started dressing well and realized like, yeah, I got it. Because it didn't really come easy at first. Like I thought I knew how to dress, but I really didn't. But when I realized like, oh, this is the way that it's supposed to be. And I was fully confident in the way I looked. Everything just took off for me at that point. I excelled at my job, which directly correlated to my income. These are some of the comments I also get from guys that be watching my content. Not too long ago, a guy told me that he works in sales. And ever since he started watching my videos and applying some of the things that I talk about, his income has doubled within the past couple of years. I also had another guy tell me that he wore the same exact outfit I wore in one of my videos for a job interview, and he was able to get the job. Now, I don't know if that has anything to do with me. I don't want to take credit for that. I'm sure that he was qualified for the job. But in his head, that was part of what helped him achieve that goal. And that's what I mean by the confidence going through the roof, because that probably had nothing to do with it. Or maybe it did. We'll never know. But in his head, 
he thinks that he did, and that's all that matters. So your confidence definitely goes to a certain height when you know that you look good. So that's the first reason why I really love being a menswear enthusiast. Reason number two, when you're a menswear enthusiast, you're part of an exclusive club. Unfortunately, most guys don't know how to dress. I don't think this is a secret. I'd probably say 90% of guys really don't know how to dress. It's probably more than that, but I'd say at least 90% of guys have no idea what's going on when it comes to getting dressed because some guys don't care about getting dressed at all, which is probably most guys. And then you have that other category where they think they know how to dress, but they really don't. And by the way, I've been in both of those categories at one point in my life, so I can fully relate. And I'm definitely speaking from a vintage point. But when you're a menswear enthusiast, it feels almost like you're in on a secret that nobody else is. And it's only just a few of us that really know the secret. It's crazy, man. It's hard for me to really explain it. When we see each other as menswear enthusiasts, we don't really have to say much. If I'm walking around or if I'm on the subway or something and I see a guy that we share the same exact view almost on menswear, you can kind of tell by looking at somebody. You can see how long the collar points are on his shirt. You can see that he's wearing a really nice tie. You can see that he has two-inch cuffs on his trousers. And we just know, like, yeah, this guy's one of us. There aren't that many of us, so we automatically notice it without even really having to say anything to each other except for, like, a head nod, like, yeah, we're here. We just look different from everybody else. That's also another thing that's really great about it because, once again, most guys can't really dress. So when you do find somebody that can dress, we just look different than everybody else that's out there, so that automatically sets you apart. So that's reason number two why I really love being a menswear enthusiast. Reason number three, it commends a lot of respect. People treat you differently because you know how to dress. They automatically give you the benefit of the doubt. Now, I'm not saying that's always a good thing, but that just is what it is. We live in a world where your appearance really matters. People judge you by how you look without really knowing your character because the first thing that they see is the appearance. They don't really see what's inside. I couldn't tell you how many times I'm walking and somebody needs directions and they'll walk by two other guys without saying anything, but they'll stop me and ask me for directions. I remember I flew out one time. Um, I flew out on a Sunday. I was wearing a hoodie, sweats, and it's almost like I was invisible at the airport. You know, I'm from New York, man. We don't really like talking to people that much. So that's the way that I like it, to be honest. I have my headphones on. I don't really want to talk to anybody. You know what I mean? But when I was coming back a couple of days later, and it was after a meeting, so I was in a suit, the reaction from the people at the airport was like a 180 compared to just a couple of days ago when I was flying out. It's like everybody wanted to be my friend just because of the way that I was dressed. Another thing about when you dress well, people assume that you're a gentleman. And this is what the podcast is called, I'm Not a Gentleman. Because the way that somebody's dressed shouldn't determine if whether or not the person is a gentleman. That doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. But that's something that you see a lot. And you also hear guys calling themselves gentlemen just because of the way that they're dressed. 
to me, the way that you dress just mean that you know how to dress doesn't mean that you're a gentleman. So it's not even really me saying I'm not a gentleman. It's more like I'm not a gentleman because of the way that I'm dressed. But it's all part of people judging you by your appearance because that's what they see. So that's number three. Reason number four, this one is crazy, man, but the women love it. Prior to me being married, I didn't know what I was doing as far as men's wear. Like I, I thought I did, but I didn't. I discovered myself while I was married. So I don't get to really take advantage of that. But women do stop me on the street to compliment me or ask me where I get my clothes so that they can shop for their boyfriends or husbands. And that's just really another level, man, because with men, they usually have egos. So if a guy sees me and he thinks that I'm dressed well, it's not really natural for him to come up to me and either compliment me or ask me where do I get my clothes. Although that does happen, but doesn't really happen as often. But women, they'll tell you, you know what I mean? Because A, they either notice it and see that you're different, or B, they think that their boyfriend would look really good in what you're wearing because their boyfriend don't look like that. So if you're a single guy and you want to get more attention from women, you can't go wrong with dressing well, man. You know what I mean? That can only enhance your chances if that's what you're after. There's a meme that says a man in a suit to women is like a woman in lingerie is to men. I mean, I don't think it's to that level. (laughs) But that meme is out there, man. I didn't make it up, so don't blame me for that one. But it is out there. I don't think that women look at us in a suit the same way we look at them when they were in lingerie, but hey, that's what the meme says, man. (laughs) But yeah, man, women love it when you dress well. And maybe that has something to do with, number one, you feeling confident about yourself and the women can also see that you're confident, which is another thing that women really like. So that's reason number four. And the last reason... Reason number five is you never have to worry about your clothes going out of style. So what I talk about is classic menswear. So if somebody's into fashion, that's different because with fashion, it's a moving target. But what I preach on this channel and on this podcast or wherever you see me at is always classic menswear, which is something that doesn't really change. So I never have to worry about What's going to be in next year? Like, are my clothes going to be dated by the time we get to next fall and winter? Is this style that I'm wearing right now, I'm going to have to get a new one just because this one is not in anymore? Like, it's crazy. We never have to worry about those things. One of my friends on Instagram posted a video earlier. It was a young dude talking about some of the sneakers that are no longer in style. And he commented when he reposted it that we never really have to worry about that. And it's so true, man. Somebody else also commented on a video I did on YouTube a long time ago, like three years ago. And he was saying that he started rewatching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And he said now that he got older, he couldn't believe how outdated Will's clothes were compared to Carlton. Now, I'm not saying that Carlton's character is a menswear legend or anything, but I can definitely see where the guy was coming from. His clothes were definitely last a lot longer than Will's clothes because Will's clothes is definitely part of an era. 
versus Carlton's close was more timeless. So it's not something that I really thought about until that dude brought it up to my attention, which I thought that was a good point. But yeah, man, the clothes that we wear is timeless, so we definitely never have to worry about it going out of style. It also ends up saving you money in the long run because you don't have to get new clothes because your old clothes are not in anymore. I mean, chances are you're probably going to get new clothes anyway because we just never really stop. But it's not because our old clothes don't work anymore. It's just because we just want to get more clothes. So those are the five reasons why I love being a menswear enthusiast. Now let's get to the five reasons why I hate being a menswear enthusiast. And I'm sure a lot of you guys are looking forward to hearing these reasons. Number one, it's very addicting and you feel like it's never enough. I don't know how many times I said, yeah, this is it for me. No more shoes. Lying my ass off, man. <laughs> There's really no such thing as too much shoes, man. But I've said it, and every time I said it, I believed it. But looking sharp is pretty addicting. I can't count how many times I've gotten a new pair of shoes or even a new tie, and my wife would go, don't you have that one already? I mean, I don't, but... <laughs> I can see where she's coming from. And I'm even experiencing that with watches, which is more of a newer hobby, where a lot of my vintage watches look very similar. Number one, I only wear Seiko watches. So because they're all Seiko, they do look very similar. They're the same brand. But a lot of them have a white dial. And if you're not a watch enthusiast, you're not going to know that those don't really look that similar. Because to the naked eye, they look like it's the same watch. But it's like it's never enough. It's addicting. You still want to get more. So that's one thing that I hate about being a menswear enthusiast. Reason number two why I hate being a menswear enthusiast is closet space. So I live in New York, and I'm pretty sure you guys know that we really don't have that much space in New York compared to some other places. And even though I live in the suburbs where we do have more space, my house was built in 1908, which means back then people had like one outfit. And this is exactly what my closet looks like. Being a YouTuber, but even prior to that, being a, just being an enthusiast, I've always had a lot of clothes, but being a YouTuber just took it to another level because I started working with brands where they would send me free clothes. So I really have nowhere to put my clothes. And I like to tell people that I'm one of the few men in America where the wife actually gave me the master bedroom closet. My wife is not really into clothing like that, the way that I am. But even then, I know that a lot of women still wouldn't give their husband the bedroom closet, but my wife is very understanding. And even with that, I still have no places to put my clothes. And it's ill because the past couple of years, I haven't really gotten a ton of new clothes compared to, let's say, the few years prior to that. But still, my closet is bursting at the seams, man. The good news is we do have an unfinished basement, and the goal is to finish the basement eventually. And I can move my wardrobe down there, but in the meantime, like right now, I'm starting to put shoeboxes under my bed because there's no more room in the closet to put them. And even though I haven't really gotten a bunch of new clothes, I've still been getting a ton of new shoes. 
and um, I have nowhere to put them. So closet space is definitely something I hate about being a menswear enthusiast or lack thereof, I should say. Reason number three why I hate being a menswear enthusiast is hiding stuff from your wife. (laughs) I'm lucky because I don't have to do that anymore because my wife knows that 99% of the new stuff that I get, I don't pay for them anymore because I'm getting them in exchange for a review. But it wasn't always like that. I know a lot of guys, when they order new clothes, they have it sent to their jobs because they're hiding it from their wives. Some guys that I know hated working from home after the pandemic because they couldn't really order clothes anymore because they weren't at the office. (laughs) And I've definitely done that. I've had shoes sent to my job before. Like I said, man, I wasn't always a YouTuber that was getting free clothes. I used to spend a ton of money on clothes. Every now and then, I would have something sent to the job and have to sneak it into the house. It's the life of a menswear enthusiast, man. One of the homies was telling me he has a whole new wardrobe at his parents' house. I never went that far. That's the next level right there. (laughs) But yeah, man, hiding stuff from your wife. The third thing I hate about being a menswear enthusiast. The fourth thing I hate about being a menswear enthusiast is spending more time getting ready than your wife does. You don't know how many times my wife and my kids are on the car waiting for me and I'm still inside. And it's not because I don't know what to wear. I'm usually already dressed, but it could be I don't like the way that the dimple look on my tie, so I have to untie it and do it over. Or I'm thinking about which cologne am I going to wear today that really goes with the outfit that I'm wearing. Sometimes I change my shoes multiple times, making sure that I'm wearing the right watch. Those are the things that usually take me a long time more than putting on the clothes itself. And it's crazy, man, because I don't think that a man should be spending more time getting ready than his wife does. But here we are, man. (laughs) So that's the fourth thing that I hate about being a menswear enthusiast. The fifth thing that I hate about being a menswear enthusiast, this one's crazy, man. And I'm sure a lot of guys can relate to this one. We notice everything. Oh, my God. That got to be the worst one. Everything else here is kind of bad, but this one is by far the worst because we can never be in the moment and just enjoy something for what it is. Once you become aware of something, it's impossible to not notice it anymore because now you know what it is. I was a guest on a podcast yesterday and I was telling the host, one of the things that get overlooked is the color of your shirt. How 99% of guys pay no attention to their shirt color. Meanwhile, the shirt collar is right under their face. So it's not really something that you can hide. Like I can tell if whether or not a guy knows how to dress just by his shirt collar. And she was blown away by that. But I told her that going forward, it's not something that she'll be able to unsee now that I brought it up to her attention. So whether I'm watching TV, whether I'm just walking around, instead of watching TV for what it is, whether it's a sports center, a movie, I'm looking at what everybody's wearing and I'm like, this is not the way that it should be. (laughs) This is the worst, man, because I don't want to spend my time doing that. But it's not something that I'm trying to do. It just happens naturally. Because those things really jump out at you once you're a menswear enthusiast. 
it's not like I'm out there searching and trying to see what FOPA is this guy dropping today. I don't have to do that, man. It just comes to me. If somebody is good at something and they don't know how to dress, I should just be looking at them for what they're good at. You know what I'm saying? Why am I looking to see if they know how to dress for? But I can't help it, man. And that's something that I know all menswear enthusiasts struggle with. If I go to a wedding, why can't I just go to the wedding to celebrate the couple that's getting married, man? Why am I looking at what this dude is wearing and it's shaking my head? I remember this guy told me one time, he's like, your facial expressions just say everything about what you're thinking. And I'm like, really? Because I'm not thinking that I'm making a face. You know what I mean? Like if I see somebody in a navy suit and light brown shoes at somebody's wedding, I'm disgusted, man. But I'm not thinking that it's something that shows because I'm not saying anything about it. I just notice it. But apparently my face just tells the story, man. So this is definitely something I hate about being a menswear enthusiast. I hate that with a passion because I should just be in the moment instead of caring about what somebody else is wearing. So this is the part of the show that we call I Got a Story to Tell. And this happened a couple years ago, maybe a year and a half, two years ago. We'll be right back. Yo, real quick, I got something very special to share. Are you ready to elevate your style game? Well, I got just the thing for you when you want to cost you a dime. Introducing my latest ebook, The 7 Style Mistakes That You're Making Right Now. It's packed with insights to help you up your style game. In this exclusive guide, I break down the common pitfalls that many of us fall into. From fashion faux pas to overlook details, I got you covered. You'll learn how to turn heads for all the right reasons and boost your confidence in any situation. So are you ready to transform your wardrobe and leave those style mistakes behind? Head over to I'mNotAGentleman.com or click the link in the show notes to grab your copy of the 7 style mistakes that you're making right now. It's a game changer and it's 100% free. Thanks for tuning in today. And remember, style is a reflection of who you are. Let's make sure you're sending the right message. Grab your copy now and let's embark on this style journey together. Until next time, stay stylish. A dude reached out to me on Facebook and he asked me if the tie that I was wearing in this video is from such and such brand. And I was like, yeah. He's like, do you still have that tie? I'm like, yeah, I still have that tie. What's up? He goes, oh, are you selling it? I was like, no, I'm not selling it. But why you ask? He goes, oh, it's a tie that I always wanted, but... It was sold out before I could get it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, because I bought it in like 2016 or 2017. And they never bought it back. And I've never seen it anywhere else, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah, I actually really like that tie. So he goes, how much do you want to sell it for? I was like, yo, bro, I'm not really looking to sell it, man. You know what I mean? So he goes, what if I give you $200 for it? Now, mind you, I think I paid around $50 for the tie. 
the tie was a hundred dollar tie, and then I think it went on sale, and then I got it on sale for half price. I want to say I could be wrong though because I bought more than one tie from that company, so maybe I paid full price for it. But I think it's one of the ties that I got at the end of the season, and I paid half price for it. So he said they'll give me two hundred dollars for the tie, and I really thought about it, you know, because let's say fifty dollars to $200, not a bad deal. But I was like, nah, I'm good. I like the tie, man. And the fact that this tie is not around anymore, now I'm going to miss not having the tie. Ties are expensive, so if I'm going to replace it, I'm going to be spending at least $125, $150. So, you know, yeah, I'll probably have $75 and $50 profit after I buy a new tie, but... I was like, yeah, no, nah, it's not It's not really worth it. So he goes, I'm sorry that I asked you about your precious tie. So at that point, I'm like, hey, yo, why is this guy coming at me like this? Now he's calling the tie my precious tie. I was like, no, it's not about it being a precious tie. It's just that I like the tie and I don't want to sell it for $200. So that was the end of that. So I'm thinking it's over. A week later, I get another message from him. He goes... So how much do you want for the tie? I was like, I've never really thought about it because I never really thought about selling it. He goes, what if I give you $1,000 for the tie? <laughs> I'm like, wait, what? So I'm thinking this guy's trolling at this point. So I was like, yeah, if you give me $1,000 for the tie, we can talk. He's like, okay, so if I give you $1,000 for your precious tie, you sell it to me? So at this point, I didn't even feel like answering him because I'm like, this guy's really trolling. Now he's saying my precious tie again. I'm done with this guy. So I didn't even answer him. He followed up a couple of days later. Like, did you see my last message? If I send you $1,000, would you sell the tie? I was like, yes. If you send me $1,000, I will sell you the tie. Now, mind you, this guy is like in Asia somewhere. So like another part of the world. So he goes, okay, I'll let you know when I'm ready. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm thinking to myself, I'm never going to hear from this guy again because he just wants to see if I would be willing to sell the tie now that he's really going to pay me $1,000 to get the tie. Fast forward a month later, he reached back out to me. He goes, yo, how do you want me to send you the money? I was like, yo, this guy's really serious. <laughs> I mean, I love the tie, you know, it's a nice tie, but $1,000 though? You know, but at this point, I feel like telling him, like, nah, you don't have to give me $1,000 for it. Just give me 500 But nah, you know, I'm, I wanted to see if this guy was really serious, man. So I'm like, well, he's my PayPal, and you can send it to me through PayPal. Yo, not even a minute later, $1,000 was in my PayPal account. Not in my wildest dreams would I ever think that somebody would pay $1,000 for a tie. But here we are. I mean, the shipping cost me about $120 because there was another guy that I sent a tie to. I believe he was in Germany. I sent it through the USPS. And the first time I sent it to him, it got returned. They're saying they couldn't find the address. I sent it again after confirming the address with him. The address was correct to begin with. And then the tie got lost in transit. So that guy never received the tie. So I wasn't going to do that again, especially when we're talking about a $1,000 transaction. 
So I did go to FedEx for that one, and it did cost me over a hundred dollars to ship it to him to FedEx. Because, like I said, it was in Asia. I want to say Japan. I, I don't remember though. But still, a thousand dollars, man. The guy paid me for the tie, which is mind blowing. I mean, ties were expensive, but Jesus. Shout out to him, though. I hope he's enjoying the tie. I do miss it, but I don't miss it that much. (laughs) So this is the part of the show where I invite you, the listener, to leave me a question and I answer it live on the podcast. If you want to participate, all you have to do is go to I'm not a gentleman.com. There will be a microphone on the bottom right corner and you can just leave your name, where you're calling from and your question. Today's question comes from Barney. Let's get to it. Vlad, this is Barney from South Florida. How do you determine the best shirt fit? Should it be more of a modern fit where it blooms over the belt or should it be more silhouetted? Also, a single button cuff versus a double button cuff versus French cuff. Appreciate the content, man. Keep it up. Good stuff. This is a good question because it's one of the things that I used to ask myself also in the beginning. So when it comes to your shirts, slim fit could be a good option, but it's not for everybody. And you also don't want it to be too baggy at the same time. So it's one of those things that personally I like to be right in the middle. Most of my shirts are custom made, so I usually start with the slim fit base and then I add inches to the waist just to make sure that I'm very comfortable. If it's a button down shirt, which is a little bit more casual, then I usually go for a more contemporary fit. Still not too baggy, but not slim. So it really depends on what you're going for or what your preference is. You just want to make sure that you're comfortable and you have good range of motion. As far as the number of buttons on the cuffs, I just do one because once again, my shirts are custom made. So I know to make the left wrist bigger than the right one because I wear a watch on my left wrist and I want the watch to fit easily underneath the cuff. But if I were to get something off the rack, I would definitely do the two buttons just to be able to have more space on my left wrist as opposed to the right. So I'd say if it's custom, just go with one. If it's off the rack, you go with two, assuming that you wear a watch just to have more room for the watch. Now, as far as French cuffs, I'm not a fan of French cuffs at all. And that's not even really to say that anything's wrong with French cuffs per se, but it's just one of those things to me that just stands out for no reason. When I dress, I don't like anything to be standing out too much, and I feel like that's one of the things that Definitely stands out. I do wear French cuffs if I'm wearing a tuxedo, but that's the extent of it. You'll never catch me with French cuffs if I'm just wearing a suit. Funny enough, every time I go to my tailor, he always says, you would look so good in French cuffs and a double-breasted suit. But yeah, that's just not me. I don't do French cuffs. So that was my episode on the five things I love and the five things I hate about being a menswear enthusiast. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Tune in next week for another fire episode of I'm Not a Gentleman. Peace. Back in that, back in that bag again. Whoa, whoa, yeah, yeah. Hey, 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 hey.
Back in the hood. Yeah. Tell them to watch 